Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, also the founder of Wild Rose Beauty. You know, I think Whitney's having an incredible second season on the show. I think that she has completely leveled up in terms of her confessionals, her looks, her getting into the action. I told her that, um, and she kind of explained why, why that is. And, you know, I think what's great about her is that she just isn't afraid to not only say what she's thinking now and, and sort of say what's on her mind, but also she, I think more than a lot of other housewives, have her, has her alerts up in terms of like, okay, what's phony, what's, what's feeling a little off. And that comes up particularly when, you know, there's been accusations that Lisa, who she's feuding with, kind of self-producing a lot this season. And she had some stuff to say about that. Also her feud with Mary that came out of nowhere. And of course, the Jen Shaw of it all. Disclaimer, we recorded this interview a couple of days before this most recent episode of Salt Lake City. So before that banner episode that Andy Cohen had said is one of the best he's ever seen of Housewives ever. Neither of us had seen that episode yet. So, you know, keep that in mind as you're listening. But she still had some incredible insights when it came to all facets of things that she's involved in on the show. And um, again, I think that van ride is just such a... There's so many layers there and there's so much to unpack and we tried to do some of that. And then she teased what's to come. I mean, I think we're not even halfway through the season. So buckle up, guys. Um, I'm going to stop talking. I think obviously you all just want to get to the interview, but please tune into The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Sundays at 9 p.m. Please check out The Wild Rose Beauty at The Wild Rose Beauty on Instagram and rate, review and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy the interview. All right, so we are here with Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, also the co-founder of Wild Rose Beauty. Whitney, how are you? I'm doing so well, Gibson. How are you? I am good. I am really excited to get some time with you. Um, you know, the, we were just talking before we started recording, and there is just a lot going on in the, in the world of, of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City right now. How, how are you feeling now that we're really, we're really in the thick of it right now? Yeah, I mean... It is a lot, even though I've already lived it, reliving it and anticipating the episode coming out Sunday is like its own level of anxiety, PTSD, trauma. I mean, I just think about it and I get the chills all over again. Oh my God. I mean, and and so just disclaimer for everyone watching and listening, we're recording this before this Sunday's episode and it'll come out, this interview is going to come out a couple of days after. So neither of us have seen the the episode that Andy Cohen has called one of the best ep- housewives episodes of all time. Like that's, that's a, that's a high level to, uh, to, to kind of live up to. It is. Andy doesn't just throw around things like that. No. Like it takes a lot to spark his interest. And for him to say <laughs> that means like the world to me. And I'm just so grateful that I got to be a part of it as yeah. crazy as it was. And I never thought I'd live to see the day that the feds would storm my party bus on the way to a girl's trip. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's literally the most surreal. It's almost like Mad Libs. You know what I mean? It's almost like you really can't make this up. Like it's, 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 it's really, it was wild to watch and I'm sure even more wild to experience it. Yes, absolutely. There's just no Uh, word. We'll just have to wait. How how closely do you, I mean, before we kind of backtrack, but how, how closely do you sort of monitor what the fans are saying, what, what the commentary is? Because Right now, I mean, like even just the last last 10 minutes of that last episode when we see Jen on the van, then she gets off and leaves and then the, and then the feds show up like that 10 minutes has been picked apart by by all of us online. And it's because there's there's so much to unpack. But how much do you pay attention to that? You know, 
I, it just kind of depends. I, I do read through everything and kind of, so I have like the baseline of it, sure. but sometimes it's hard when comments aren't in your favor and people are tearing me apart when people are tearing me apart. So I try to like just skim through it and get the gist, but there is a lot there. Yeah. And fans are smart. Fans the are smart. Are smart. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Truly. So before we get too far into it, I mean, I have to say like, I feel like coming into this second season, you have leveled up your housewives game, you know, not, to say nothing, you were, you were great your first season. I loved all you guys your first season, but I feel like this second season for you, it's been like, you, you've, you've loved, like, kind of gone up five notches. Like the looks are amazing. I feel like your, your confessionals are so on point. Like, I feel like you're having a really, really great season. Did you, you know, have any sort of change in mentality between seasons? Or did you learn something from your first season that kind of stuck with you as you went into filming for this season? Yes. I, you know, first season was hard because I was the underdog. I was the young one. No one, whether they admitted or not, no one wanted me there. I think I was, <laughs> was like a little bit of a threat that this younger house is coming in. And I'm nice. I'm a really nice person. And I was always trying to be nice. And I, mm. this season, I'm still nice, but I watched myself season one and I was like, you need to speak up. You need to like, what's going through your head you like, I need to have the verbalize it. Right. Exactly. Mm. And, and, you know, it was hard at first, but I really gained that confidence season one. So season two, I was like, I'm not going to hold back. Good. And I, and I think you, people are really liking it. And I feel like, what about for confessional specifically? Did you, did you sort of like, feel like, okay, I need to, I guess, verbalize even more in, in those, in those moments, like where it's just you and the camera. Yeah confessionals are like your safe zone, right? right? No one else is there. You can say what you really feel. You can have fun with it. Um, I feel like my confessional season one were kind of the same. I was cheeky and would poke fun at things, but I think it's just a great time to use humor and sarcasm Absolutely. and call it out because it, it gets really hard to always call people out to their face in scene, especially yeah. this season. I feel like I had a lot of moments of calling stuff out. So interviews are where I can really do it. That makes sense. Definitely. And I feel like also for you this season, there have been a couple really heated. I mean, when you have those like really heated, you know, arguments, either like at a group dinner or even one-on-one, like, you know, I feel like some of the stuff comes to you later or like you're, you're so in the moment that you don't have that like foresight to add some of that commentary. So I feel like that, that is what the confessionals gave you. And so like, for example, watching you and, and Mary go at it at the cooking, cla- the cooking class or her lunch or whatever that was. I feel like so much of what's going through your mind probably in that moment that like, okay, let me take a step back and really analyze this. Yeah, I was stunned. I w- that came out of nowhere to me. I was truly shocked. It's, so the, uh, emotions, the emotions were high because one, I really thought she was my friend. And yeah. two... I've like, I'm emotional because I've taken so much from her as I shared in my confessional. And I felt like I was really, there was moments where I was the only one standing up for her last yeah. season. So it really, it shocked me. So when, when you read those text messages, like th- those are pretty shocking text messages that, that you've, that you've gotten from her, were those all in that one moment when like you hadn't answered your phone for two hours and then she went off on you or were those, were that a collective kind of, uh, it was, a, it was a collect, it was a collective of all Got around it. that time frame. That, that whole situation, hindsight, now that I take a step back, Mary started being upset with me. I think season one, 
mm. when I said, cause the, the la- those text messages really started after the lunch in season one, like full circle moment. When I, in my interview, when I said, yeah, Mary, I'm only 30 and you're all old at AF acting like you're 10. That's when I think the first seed was planted of her like festering something with me. And then the um, tubing day when she got the limo bus, the Hummer. Right, right. The Hummer limo, right. (laughs) She, cause she wanted to do that, but we couldn't, it's really hard with COVID. We have a lot of restrictions and a lot of regulations. We have to follow protocol. Anyone that's around us has to test negative 24 hours before. So for her to throw that party bus, it was like a big of a stretch, bit of a stretch. And I was so thankful but she didn't want me to thank her. And I kept telling everyone, Mary got this because I'm not going to take credit for a gift that I didn't purchase. Sure. And then that's what really upset her. And then if you fast forward to the lunch with me, Heather and Mary, you can, you notice that she only is speaking to Heather. If you uh, go back I, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. that lunch, right? It's like, I am sitting with a ghost and Mary's <laughs> only acknowledging Heather. So I knew she was mad, upset with me, mad at me, whatever. But yeah, the luncheon, but yeah, it's almost like it was, and it's almost like it's being blamed on you not answering your phone, but there's, there's more behind that than she's maybe letting on. There absolutely is. Cause I called her back a couple hours later. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, cause it's, cause for her, for her, she's saying it's been, it was over a day and you're like, no, it was literally a couple hours. So. Yeah. And there was text messages immediately. Mm-hmm. Like I'll mm-hmm. call you back. Well, I think that you walked into that situation knowing a little bit what was up, like in terms of like the, with the invitation. And I think that it seemed like you kind of saw some of that writing on the wall. And I I think that you went in with the right approach and headspace, I'm going to say, even though it was obviously a lot in the moment, but I feel like you, you, you primed yourself well. Yeah. I anticipated a confrontation. I just didn't anticipate it to be the level it was. Sure. Um, But yeah, absolutely. Like I knew, and part of me was like, I could, I do have a, a mafia girl costume. <laughs> I could throw it on, <laughs> but I wanted to stand up for myself. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that that kind of is emblematic of your whole second season. I think that that's, that's the Whitney we're seeing. And I'm curious, I mean, like, it, again, as, as a viewer, it's so hard to really get a feel, but I feel like it'd be a tough, it's tough to really parse through that situation with Mary in particular, because it's like, you really never know what you're going to get from Mary. And I'm curious in your words, what it's like, quote unquote, feuding with her or arguing with her. Like what does go through your mind in that moment? Because it's almost like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's probably hard to process. It is literally one of the worst things. And I think that this is why I always danced around it. And I think a lot of my other friends and castmates dance around Mary too, because it is terrifying because she does go below the belt mm. and she says things that are, you know, they like words hurt you. And right. she, and she uses a little bit of like fear to keep people down, you know? Bay, and yeah. It, yeah. And it's hard for me because there's so much out there online, so many rumors about, about her and about her church. And I mean, just this last episode, her family, they're upset with me. I've hurt all of their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's scary because I don't know if rumors are true or not. Yeah. Like, and it's, and, and, and her family and the church are so intertwined. Yeah. Yes. And am I putting myself in a bad situation where there's potential, you know, I just don't know what, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's the hardest situation. Cause some days Mary is so fun 
and endearing. Some days she's insightful and deep and thoughtful, and you get that Pastor Mary, Preacher Mary. And then some days you're like, you are not a woman of God. Mm. You are so mean. So yeah, not, so I'm it, not saying not woman of God. You're not acting like. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, your behavior. You know, right, like, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. And, and this you is know, just I, the beginning. I kind of sense that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of sense that. Because, you know, I feel like the, you know, the, the shift, the shift, the focus is shifting a little bit right now in the season. So I'm curious how much it's going to loop back to the Mary of it all with her church. We're going to pick right. We're going to pick that right back up. Yeah. It's almost impossible to avoid after this, but back to like the, me not answering your phone thing. The thing that like hurts me the most is that Mary doesn't accept the fact that I'm busy. Like I have two young kids. I'm a hands-on mom. Like I do everything that I can. Cause I don't want my kids to be raised by their nanny, you know? And, and like, I really honor that time with my children. I run a business. I'm filming a reality TV show. Plus I have a husband who's like just as needy as my kids. <laughs> so, I mean, it really like kind in. of, yeah. Yeah. It, and you know, I'm not in her situation where she just is alone all day. So it's, it's impossible for me to always answer everyone's call the first time. Yeah. It's like, welcome to like, that, that's just, that's a very normal thing to not answer your phone. The, you know, the first time somebody calls, it's a very normal thing. Welcome You're not going crazy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It bothers me that she doesn't afford me that respect. Yeah. But. Oh, absolutely. What, one thing I love about what you and Heather have done this season is you sort of have reclaimed the bad weather nickname that you got from Lisa. And I, I kind of think that you can do the same with little girl. Like, and just, I, I know in the moment it was, it was, you don't want to hear that, but like, it's almost like you just have to like, all right, if you want to call me that, like, <laughs> you, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Just wait for reunion. I'm going to be passing out a few gifts. Oh, wow. Some goodie bags, maybe? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're gonna, it's going to be hilarious because I am. I I'm, I'm running with it. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. I think that, that's the way to that's the way to own it. So, you know, I think this, this first part of the season, a huge thing for you has been you and Lisa and just continuation of sort of that explosive reunion that you guys had. And I don't know. I'm, I'm curious for you just like, and it, clearly it's still going between you guys. In your words, what is her problem with you and what is your problem with her? Cause I feel like we're almost like so far removed from whatever happened between you guys initially. That's almost hard to be like, okay, wait, what, what's the deal? Honestly, I don't have a problem with her. I would say my only problem with her is that she has such a deep problem with me. I, I really, I only, I just think she's threatened and insecure. I think that I identify, like I embody or represent her worst nightmare because I was the younger woman coming into mm. the, you know, because truly before I even met her, she had a lot to say about me. And I was like, so excited to meet her. And from the moment I came into this circle, she tried to get me out of it. And so I don't, I don't know. She'll always say she doesn't have a problem with me, but she does. I think it's just her own insecurities. Interesting. So it's really, it's really not it's, it, 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 I mean, there's, it seems to be kind of a common thread, but also with, with Mary, it's like, it's not really based on anything really substantial almost. Well, with, with Mary, it's because I stopped listening to her. Sure. I standing <laughs> up for myself and having okay. an opinion, um, which I get, I know that's sad. That's, co- that's a complicated and complex dynamic between Mary yes. and I, but she really was kind of my leader, my mentor, my, you know, she helped me with my father. So I always followed her. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And, but with Lisa, they're really, 
the only thing that she really didn't like about me was the way I dressed. She thought I was trashy because I would wear clubbing clothes in a club. Like these are kind of the things that I know that she screenshotted from my Instagram and passed around. Like Mm. she always docked my style, docked my age difference with my husband, just docked everything physical about me, outward physical presence. Mm. So I just, it tells me that I've, cause I've never done anything to Lisa and she can't look at me in the eyes and say, this is why I don't like you. Cause I've never done anything to her, to her behind her back. Yeah. It's so, so she's, so she's latching down. on, she's latching on to really surface level things you, you, in, yes. your, in your way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Interesting. it just really tells me it's an insecurity that she's projecting and gaslighting onto me. Hmm. And then, you know, you accuse her of obviously sort of like setting up the whole Angie thing with the caterer and the dinner and the couple's dinner and sort of blew her spot there. And then I also saw some commentary online about the moment between Meredith and Cameron and sort of whether that was sort of set up to sort of heavy handedly. What do you think about that? That I mean, do you, do, you, do you think that those two moments tie together in terms of like, is she trying to sort of control the narrative too much? And when your words sort of, what does that look like for you? Well, that's a pattern. That's a pattern. And that is, it's absolutely poor self-producing, like trying to control the narrative. And, and you said on Walter Hammond's live that you, that you think that she wanted, that she invited you to that, to that fresh wolf party so that you could be the person to talk to Cameron. Why do you think that? And do, do you still think that? And why, why did you say that? First of all, I have never met Henry and Jack. Okay. Like, why would, why would they invite me if they really mm-hmm. controlled their invite list? Why would they invite me to like Jen showed up at the Fresh Wolf photo shoot. So it was twofold. She was trying to sling mud at Jen and I's relationship to Got cause it. a fire there and then plant Cameron. I think that her intention was to have Cameron say to Meredith what he said, or say to me what he said to Meredith. Because you were having trouble with Mary. Yeah, I think she saw like tubing day that like the sliver. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. There was tension building between Mary and I because I. Right. We just went through that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And so you think it foiled the plan when you didn't when you didn't show up to that event with Lisa? Yeah. 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 Like 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 when you didn't come to the Fresh Wolf event, it didn't go the way that like in your mind what how she wanted it to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I threw a wrench in the plan by having a cold. Got yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Got it. But she yeah. still got it out there. Like yeah. Meredith, and here's the thing with Mary is I would, honest hand to whatever you believe in, I would have never talked about Mary. I would have never brought it up, but Meredith dropped that bomb to me. Mm. I was trying to leave. Right, yeah. I was yeah, trying yeah, to be yeah, like, you guys sat down. Like, sure. Yeah. And Meredith convinced me to stay. And then she drops the whole Cameron bomb. And that's when I was like, what? <laughs> mm. So yeah. again, Lisa's plan still worked. And you said, but we're going to continue to kind of follow that storyline as well. So I'm, I'm really curious to see where it goes. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this episode that we have, that neither of us has seen, it's going to follow, you know, I think Andy has said it's like a 12 hour span of you guys just in that van and just you know, it happens in real time, really. It's like, it, that's, you're like, well, that's, that's what we're going to see. You know, even just watching the clips that have come out of that episode and of, of the last episode, does this, is this moment even more surreal to watch back than others? Like as somebody again, who was there and it, it, this happened, you know, back in March, so it's been a while, but 
what's it like to watch that back? What goes through your mind? And it must be sort of like an out-of-body experience. It is, it's almost, it is very much an out-of-body experience. I kind of go numb a little bit because in that moment, you'll see like, we're just trying to figure out what's going on. Right. After Jen or is she, is she in trouble? Is she, did she do something? It was like, given this much information, but your mind wanders to any possibility out there. Yeah. Like anything and everything is possible at this point. Right. Cause no news had come out yet. It had just yeah, been no news had come out yet. And then you guys were as connecting we're driving, Yes. And you know, we're trying to fill in the lines with no information. And then once she went to the courthouse and they released the indictment, then people started messaging it to it. Like I had probably a hundred people send it to me. Within oh my a gosh. minute, surreal, yeah. yeah. I, and I feel like you know, in in the in that first you know couple of minutes that have been released of that episode, you guys are doing a pretty good job of piecing it together. I feel like you, I feel like you guys almost as I mean, it's only four of you on that van, and you and Heather are both sort of feuding with Lisa. And but I feel like you guys sort of checked that at the door, at least temporarily, as you guys all sort of parse through all this information and what what have you heard? What have you heard? You guys are doing a pretty good job of piecing together sort of what direction this might be going in. Yeah. And especially listening to Lisa call all of her attorneys and listening to those conversations. I felt like Lisa knows more than she's leading on to because I think that she understood the magnitude of the potential problem. Right. Do you, do you still feel like that? Do you feel, still feel like she sort of maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's no, that's no slam to her because in that moment, I just think that she's very close to Jen. Right. For sure. I think, you know, she knows the most, but what was interesting is Lisa and I had like a trauma bond, you know, it it was like, okay, all of our crap, just like it, it's gone. And we had in that moment, like a trauma bond of like, no, we're fine. Like a cater, cater, federal indictment. We're fine. And it's, it's almost like you both snapped, almost just snapped out of it. And you were like, okay, alerts on. Like what, what do, yeah, what it's, it was just, it's very interesting to watch it. I think there's so many layers to it, but it was, I think it's sort of nice that you guys could, could leave your quote unquote bad blood away for for at least momentarily, you know? I agree. Cause it's exhausting. Obviously it's going to be a lot going forward. And, you know, we also are going to see the Mary of it all. And I'm sure some other things are going to be happening as well as we go forward in the season, but you know, what can we expect from you when it comes to Jen? Cause I know I, I've, you know, I, I think I saw like a selfie of you, Heather and Jen, I think maybe filming something like later in the season. Again, it's really, I'm sure it's really difficult because it's like, she's been accused of like really horrible things and charged with really horrible crimes, but you're also, you know, in this group together. And it seems like Heather kind of gives her another chance at their friendship. So how for you personally, did you approach that when it comes to Jen? Well, I, for a minute there, I was all over the place. Uh, You'll see me kind of go full circle of how am I going to show up for her? Because to be honest, Jen and I didn't have a relationship at all until this season. She was awful to me first season. I mean, she threatened to drown me like behind my house. She sure did. And, And, you know, but season two, we did start off. Okay. And we were starting to build on our friendship And for me, what you can expect is it takes me a minute to decide how I'm going to show up for her, but I decided I'm going to show up as Whitney Rose and I'm just going to keep the peace because there's no point for me to condemn her, chastise her, judge her until we know her trials in March starts Mm -hmm. in March. And 
once we get more information, then I can really, and that I think that'll better inform how I want to move forward. But for the rest of the season, there's no reason for me to be mean to her. Right. It's not, it's not your fight to fight necessarily. No, uh-uh, it's mm. not my fight to fight. And to be honest with Jen, it's just easier to keep the peace. And I was already yeah. shooting with Lisa and Mary and Jen surprisingly was like just a fun she, I think because she had to keep herself guarded and protected. Yeah. She showed more peaceful and more Zen Jen. And interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely, it'll be interesting to see because I do not like her, the charges against her. I think that they're pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. The worry must be that it's like, okay, you know, you want to just play peacemaker and just sort of not ruffle the feathers, but also like, you know, if down the line a conviction comes, it's like there's an associate. You you must worry about associate an association of of some sort. Oh yeah. yeah, of course, of course. I don't want to. I don't want anyone to think I condone that kind of right. behavior, and I I I don't condone that at all. I mean, mm-hmm. but I don't. But it's also in the United States. It's like. We don't know, like she has the right to a fair trial and we just have to wait and see. I mean, it's hard not to pre-assume and prejudge and yeah, of course, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, And that's a hard moment to be like, yeah, I was okay with you, but now I'm not, that's going to be a hard. Right. But I think, you know, she, you know, not to speak for her, but you know, you, you, if you're in that situation and you have to sort of understand that the people around you. You know, you, I think it's actually great that you're not making a snap judgment. You know what I mean? I think it, it shows your character that you're, you know, it, 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 nothing's been proven necessarily. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a really tough line for you to walk. And I, I don't, I don't envy your position. But until, until we know, I'm just going to meet Jen sure. where she meets. Okay. Yeah. I think that, that's totally fair. Yeah. You know, I think a, a, another big part of, of your personal narrative this season is the rebranding of your whole business. And we we, it, we get into to Wild Rose Beauty, and which we see right here. I love it. I, I want to yeah. try it. What's the idea behind the rebrand in terms of like, is it, you know, let's let's capitalize on this big platform that I have now and and really kind of embrace that and and kind of inject, you know, you more into it or talk to me, just talk to me about that. I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but I'm curious. Yeah, no, it's twofold. I started my skincare company five years ago this month. Wow. Congrats. That's that's, that's a long time to be in business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's been quite the process. I started concepting the products five years ago. So really it came down to, I had a business partner and the last year we sustained like huge, we, we grew the last two years, we really grew and we had some big opportunities that uncovered big problems in our partnership. Um, wow. He's a great partner, a great guy, but it, there was just things that it just didn't work out. So I bought him out and I was ready. I was ready to do it on my own. I felt mm-hmm. like kind of much like my season two storyline. I'm like, I don't need anyone. I have everything I need. Like I'm enough. I got this. I'm smart. And, and that's, you know? an awesome, that's an awesome realization. And it's not, it's, that's not an easy thing to come to terms with, honestly, sometimes for people. And I think that's cool that you, that you made that decision. I finally broke through that like self-doubt, that limited belief that I needed a partner. And I am the wild rose. I, I mean, I've coined myself that since I've married Justin. And this is a much stronger branding opportunity for me. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really want to move into other beauty verticals. So it, it takes me out of the skincare into Wild Rose Beauty, where eventually I can do other types of products. Yeah, totally. And so, so right now it's, it's just skincare, but I think that well, what, what I love about it is that it's, it's all about sort of the essential nutrients that people actually literally need for their skin. And I think that, I think, it, you know, the beauty industry right now is like, so there's so much going on, but there's, it's a lot of it's the branding, it's the surface, but I think for you to be about that, the nutrients and to, and like really about like what the benefits for your skin, I think that's really smart angle to take on it. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate that because that's been my entire skincare journey. My dad had an aesthetic school. So I've, I've grown up around aesthetic skincare facials. Um, but I have, I have hard skin to treat. I'm sensitive. I have eczema. I have melasma, all of the hardest. I have eczema as well. Yes. Okay. I'm going to send you a kit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, t- it's a tough, it's a tough battle to fight. I mean, I, it was horrible growing up. It's better now, but it's hard. Yeah. And what I really, it's, it's so hard. And what I really learned and started watching the things that changed my skin, it was vitamins and nutrients, not only like ingesting them, but applying them topically. So I focus, my philosophy is on anti-aging, through the proper nutrition and hydration. Cause if you feed your skin, it will grow, it'll rebuild, it'll change and cells will turn over faster. But if mm. you constantly put on harsh chemicals, fillers, it's going to deplete your skin and it's not going to repair. Sure. It'll bleach it out and you'll look nice for a minute, but in the long <laughs> run, yeah. you're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Again, this whole rebrand for you to me, just like it, it just opens up so many doors for where, for where you can go with it. And I think that's really exciting. And again, I think capitalizing on the way that your life has changed over the past two years, I think is really smart. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's only, it, you must feel as though it's like, it's only up from here. You know what I mean? Oh yes, absolutely. The second we launched on November 1st and Iris and Bo turned off, even just that week and a half ago, it, everything has changed. Yeah. I can't even tell you, there's just a new energy shift, a new vibe. And it's because I'm standing in my power. And my brand is amazing. And people, the more hands we get it in, like the more lives we're helping and it's amazing and beautiful. And I just want everyone to glow. Yeah. I love that. And I know that you're, you know, Bravo just recently announced that they're going to do a Bravo Bazaar online with some like live shopping opportunities for Bravo celebrities. And I think that includes you. What do you know about that and sort of when, when that might happen? Yeah. So NBCU created their own e-commerce platform. It launched on the 9th and it's called Virtual Bazaar. So you actually go into all parts of the home and you can shop brands. So can fashion, I'm their exclusive skincare line right now. And in fact, um, yeah, I'll send you the link. It's really cool. It's like a 3D virtual experience where you can shop product as if you're in the home. Um, Another really cool thing that I'm doing is on the 27th, I'm doing a live selling show with Remy Bader and Reza Farhan. We love Remy at In The Know. We love Remy. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, Remy is, I'm, it's going to be so much fun. She's an incredible host too. Yeah, and so I'm going to New York. So I'll be live with her and we're doing a live selling for Small Business Saturday, a live selling show, kind of like NBC hates when I say this, but, it, <laughs> but people get it when I say like QVC, HSN. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, same, it's that same sort of format, but with, yes. with the Bravo kind of injected the, in there. Yeah, with the Bravo flair, and it's elevated, and it's going to be incredible. And I'm honored to be the first one to do it. So that's awesome. I mean, that's again, yeah. that's like that. That shows how much promise that 
you and the brand have, I think it's for you to be there. Cause you aren't, you aren't the only housewife for the skincare line. So it's like no. for you to, you know what I mean? I'm not the only housewife of skincare line and I'm a new housewife. So I'm a newer housewife. So this, it means the world to me. It just shows that they believe in me and that I yeah. am doing something that makes a difference. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. They're calling it the Bravo Bazaar because I, I so there's only been one Bravo con so far, but and I, I was, I was there and they had an in-person Bravo Bazaar where they like, you know, there was like a lover boy stand and Jill Zarin had her rugs there and Dorinda had some merch there. So it, it, it's sort of like a virtual version of that, but updated with all the new, all the new people. And I think fans of these shows really like to support you guys. And I think that they, they like to, especially when you, when you're kind of placing it on the show and, and kind of walking us through that journey with you to be able to kind of bring it full circle and, and test out the products and shop for the products. I think um, it's part of the experience of being a Bravo fan. Absolutely. And it's like one of my most favorite things about being in the Bravo family mm. the fans, like the support and love is unlike. I'm so glad experienced. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that you feel that. Cause I feel like, I mean, I'm in that, I'm in that world. And sometimes I, you know, being in that, it can feel like it gets too negative, but I'm glad that the positive gets through to you as well, because there's a lot of noise. And so to, to feel that support, I think is important. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on not paying attention to the negative because there's yeah. way more love. Yeah, I think so too. It just it's the loud negativity that that gets hard to ignore sometimes. Yeah, especially yeah. Twitter is a hard place to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've turned off like all most notifications on. <laughs> I'll send it out now, it's not see what people say back to it because it just it gets too. People get heated over the smallest things, you know. I mean, you know that I'm sure. Like it's crazy. It is. It's it's nuts, but it's it's part of the, it's part of the job. And exactly. It comes it, the territory. in a weird way, it's like one week, someone will hate me the next week. They'll love me. And I'm, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I guess yeah. it just depends on what, <laughs> what we're watching. But totally. Totally. The other Thank cool thing about MCU, the e-commerce platform is that all content is shoppable. So you're going to be able to shop on Xfinity, Peacock. Very cool. Uh, it's all Facebook, integrated. Instagram. Yeah, it's all integrated. So eventually during the episode, you'll be able to buy your Bravo oh Liberty gosh. stuff. That's wild. It's, I mean, wild road. Yeah. That, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. It's been so fun to, to get some time with you. What can we, I mean, again, I don't even think we're at the halfway point on this season. So much is happening. What can you just tease for me? Because there's, there's a lot to tease, I'm sure. But what, 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 what can the fans expect? Because again, people are filming at the mouth for, for, for Salt Lake City right now. <laughs> Listen, I think that right when you think you have it, figured out will surprise you. All right. This season, I just got the chills. I mean, there's so much that we still are interviewing on. <laughs> like it is an incredible season, so many twists and turns. So it's not just the Jen stuff. It's not just the Mary stuff. There's another big shocking moment. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to savor every moment of this season. It's, it, it feels like a special year for you guys. I'll it give really you a does. little tease. Pay attention to what Lisa says on the bus when she covers her mouth. Okay. I'm covering my mouth now yep. <laughs> in anticipation. <laughs> um, well, Whitney, thank you so much. And do, where can people kind of find out more about Wild Rose Beauty? Well, do, do your plugs before we sign off. Yeah. So you can find all my skincare at wildrosebeauty.com. At the Wild Rose Beauty is the Instagram, or you can come to me, my personal page, Whitney Wild Rose. But the handle is the Wild Rose Beauty, wildrosebeauty.com. Awesome. All right, Whitney, thank you so much. And I'm excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. 
For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. We'll talk to you next time.